Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Let's talk about this David Etiga case, the legal side, this whole security thing, moving him from captain to to non-captain, claiming that it's about security, not producing um, a security report. What what on earth is really, really going on? Let's look at it legally. Well, Farai Rosano is a sports and entertainment lawyer, a partner at Rosano Attorneys. Farai, a very, very good morning. Thank you for joining us. How are you? Good morning. Thank you for having me. Uh, I hope you can hear me clearly. Yeah, yeah. Very, very clearly. First of all, I have to ask you this. If you were writing matric today, do you think you would receive the, you'd get these kinds of results? Not a chance. <laughs> I think I believe I'm a genius, but not to that level. Uh, not a chance. That's my thing. That's it. You know, some of us, you know, we're not idiots out there. But, but you look at these <laughs> results and you think, wow, these kids are smart. Right. No, I think not so smart is the way that Cricket South Africa has dealt with this situation. That's my non-legal opinion, but let's get a legal one. What, uh, what is your take on this? Um. Obviously, this matter is not one of the easiest to deal with because of the diverse views and, and, sure. and diverse opinions on the matter. But uh, I don't think that should be the, the benchmark. The benchmark, obviously, is the rule of law. Uh, of Cricket course. South Africa is what we would call a creature of statutes. They have their guiding documents, the memorandum of incorporation, and then there are other rules that regulate them, including the ICC codes and so forth. So what they do has to be lawful. It can't just be a matter of, well, we think this is cool or we think a certain pressure well, that's group the point. Uh, likes this. Yeah, because it, it actually becomes very difficult because you could be, one could be vehemently critical of Israel. Um, and and really really um, intolerant of of let's say the Israel Israel view, but at the same time still have to look at this and say hold on, let's look at the the law, not what our political view is, and does the constitution allow this? So it it is a difficult one for that reason. Yeah, I think what further complicates it is um, uh, not that I know of, but I've not been able to find a clear guideline or, or policy on how captains of the national team are appointed and, and, and removed and that sort of thing. So that becomes also a, a, a big problem where um, you don't really know whether uh, all the boxes have been ticked or all the T's crossed and I's dotted. It's just a matter of, oh, well, we think there is this uh, um, threat that's imminent, therefore uh, we'll make this decision. So. That makes it difficult from an accountability point of view where, you know, you still have to weigh whether this so-called threat, if it exists, uh, the, the procedures or processes that should have been followed to make sure that, because remember, there's a reason for doing something, then there's a process that needs to be followed, and then you do the actual thing. So in here, we know this reason that we've been given, whether that's true or not, it's another issue. But once you have that reason, have you followed the correct process to get to this outcome that we are at now, where um, nearly, what, five, six, seven days before the World Cup, the captain is now being stripped of his captaincy. So that's very difficult, and um, we can only speculate at this point. I, I think what they have said is that there's this threat, but I've seen uh, from other reports and speaking as an outsider, 
that that has been questioned whether it's really uh, a legitimate or a valid le- reason mm. that they have uh, put, put forward. So, so what obligation will Cricket South Africa have to prove in inverted commas or to satisfy the uh, the public that this was not a political decision based on a political interference but a a real one are they under that obligation if if this if this accusation of political interference um, has be or maybe sort of uh, prejudice maybe has been leveled against them what what obligation do they have if any well, as a starting point, uh, Cricket South Africa would do what we call exercising uh, a power of a public nature in the sense that they are controlling cricket in South Africa. And for you to play organized cricket, you would have to do so under them. So that they would, in my view, fall under what we call the realms of PAJA, and that's the Pro- Promotion of Administrative Justice Act. Now. What that does is uh, obviously the decisions they make, and I think this one is one of those decisions which is of an administrative nature, and it has to be a a reasonable and justifiable reason. So on that basis, uh, they could be challenged uh, depending on on, on who who decides to do that. Mr. Tiger himself, obviously, it might be seen as a career-limiting move at this stage. But but, but then uh, the public uh, or interested parties could call upon them to to, to provide the record of how they came to that decision, and that decision could be challenged. So I've noted that I think... uh, there was a meeting between them and Ms. Khan and, and, and other delegates on Monday. Whether these documents were requested, they were requested. We spoke to is, is, yeah. So we spoke to Wendy Khan yesterday, I believe. Um, they did have the meeting. They asked for those documents. Nothing was produced. It doesn't sound like it was a particularly uh, productive productive meeting and I don't think that uh, the certainly the Jewish board I don't think was satisfied that there wasn't some form of of uh, uh, anti-semitism taking place here uh, so the 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 difficulty as you say um, is that is that the it, it's a complex issue and uh, but I but the the reality is I, I guess and you'll be maybe confirm this or tell me I'm talking rubbish as a lawyer is is the comments themselves are actually irrelevant, especially um, if one takes into account that there was this hearing requested by Cricket South Africa um, in which in which Tiga was found to be um, uh, blameless. And if, if I recall correctly, what Trent Grove said was no matter if you find these views um, offensive or not, I mean, these weren't exactly his words, uh, our constitution protects your rights to, to say so. Um, um, and and therefore there was no wrongdoing and no damage done to Cricket South Africa. That is also going to work surely against Cricket South Africa, given it was their hearing. Yeah. So maybe before I come to the second uh, to to your immediate mm-hmm. question now, uh, you mentioned the issue of uh, the the Jewish board uh, could not get the information, or this meeting could not have been pro- primarily productive. Uh, there's still room for a prior request, so you could this information could be requested in terms of the promotion of access to information act, 
that record could be requested for by those who wish to exercise their rights or that they, they have the view that their rights have been affected here. And possibly that could be uh, a way of forcing Cricket South Africa to produce that, that record to the extent that it, it exists. Now, when it comes to, to this issue of, and in your right, you summit very well, uh, Advocate Trengov SC dealt with the issue of whether what Mr. Tiger said was right or wrong in the context of cricket and whether he had contravened any of the cricket codes. He said he found that uh, there was no wrongdoing because uh, obviously he was dealing with the specific cricket codes. What it says is misconduct and is not misconduct. So from that perspective, Cricket South Africa, and I don't think they are suggesting that here, that's why they had to find another reason. They are not suggesting that uh, Mr. Tiga said or did anything wrong, uh, and, and that's why you would ah, see they wouldn't okay, have that makes yeah. sense. So they, they now had to find another mm. reason to say, well, look, uh, there's this security threat or safety threat, which uh, in a normal world, yes, uh, they are under an obligation to do that, to assess whether uh, spectators and the cricketers will be safe at the match. But uh, that obviously has to be backed by evidence. You cannot just thumbstack a safety threat that you say exists. And what makes it more, uh, in, in my view, a bit bizarre mm. is that uh, if there is this threat that there's going to be protests um, against Mr. Tiger or what he said, uh, knowing that he has been cleared of wrongdoing in terms of the cricket uh, statues, uh, that threat seems to be only existent when he's the captain but not when he's a player or maybe yeah. more uh, 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 serious when he's only the captain because he's not been removed from the team he's still he's going to play so it begs the question whether if people think what he said is wrong uh, uh, they find it wrong when he's captain but it's not wrong when he's not captain that's just uh, is quite yeah. baffling to, to to say the least and uh, that, unfortunately, we are over time. It is 7.32. Very interesting indeed for Rai Rosano, who is a sports and entertainment lawyer, a partner at Rosano Attorneys, giving us uh, his view on the David Tika case and the complexities around it.